I need a refill. <laughs>Welcome back to Refill and Chill. I am your host, Dylan Fields. Today, we have a very special guest all the way from Florida. His name is Nicholas Corta. He is one of my closest friends and my first friend at college. Um, Nick, welcome to the show. Hey, Dilio. It's, uh, it's good to be here and good to talk to you again. Absolutely. It's been way too long. Um, you know, I'm really horny to talk to you tonight. Um, for anyone who is listening, Nick Corda is dialing in from Tallahassee tonight, right? Tallahassee? Tallahassee, yes, sir. Is that where FSU is located? The one and only. So Nick Corda is from Nebraska originally, home of the Cornhuskers. He came all the way out to Cleveland State in Cleveland, Ohio, and that is where we met and where we created this love fest. And now he has graduated and is – doing a GA program. GA program? Is that what you call it? Okay. Grad assisting, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He is a GA for the FSU basketball team. They had a really good run this year. I was very excited for you just watching them all season. Dive into what it was like being a part of that team. <clears throat> well, it was, you know, it was a shock coming from Coming from Cleveland State, you know, coming from Cleveland State at the mid-major level down to this Division One ACC team that, you know, last season, because of COVID, their season was cut short. But, you know, a lot of them had them going to Final Four, maybe even farther. Um, right. So coming down, that was really intimidating. And, you know, I knew they had some recruits coming in, like, you know, future lottery picks, Scotty Barnes. Um so, I mean, I was excited and, you know, a little intimidated, too, at the same time. Um, but so I got down here, you know, Florida weather, fantastic. I love yeah. it. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, kind of came in and coming from Cleveland State where I was kind of the head manager and, you know, I ran a lot of things to Florida State where I was kind of, you know, first year GA, you know, learning the ways of how the Seminoles do things. It was it was pretty scary, especially working under uh, Leonard Hamilton. But you know we had a great season. Didn't really finish how we wanted to. You know made it to the Sweet Sixteen, which is cool. But uh, you know this group of guys definitely had their had their sights set higher. But um, overall, it was it was a great year. Did you have any brackets that were uh, Cleveland State versus Florida State ever? Um, legally, I am supposed to say that I did not have any brackets, so <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fair. Um, I definitely did not do a bracket this year only because of the ups and downs of the season with like Kentucky and Duke and all your big teams who you thought would be in the tournament and ended up not being in the tournament or at least, you know, not doing well at all this season. Um, Kind of tell me what was it like in the locker room with the players going into that crazy March Madness? Like, um, I mean, I know you didn't get to go to the March Madness games, right? Right, right. So how was the vibe going into the end of the season? Um, just with how crazy the season was, and you've got you guys ended up getting a season. Was it fanless? No. the uh, The cool thing for us was so Tallahassee. We we allowed fans to come in and that was provided a huge advantage for us all year. Um, I think we lost, I think we lost only one game at the tuck, uh, the Tucker center all year. So that was having fans was huge. I mean, obviously it was a full capacity. It was 25%, I think, but man, those fans were rocking every game they showed up for us. Probably a lot different from the uh, Cleveland state Vikings basketball games, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the dance team for Cleveland State always showed up, but not so much the fans. <laughs> the baddest dancers in the 216. <laughs> uh, I'll never, I'll never they, forget them. They kept the, uh, the fans entertained, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, the last time I even went to a game, I don't even think they were there anymore. I think they got rid of the dance team before yeah. our senior year. I think Sorry. so. R.I.P. So why Florida State? 
what made you choose that program or did they choose you? Um, it was a little bit of a match made in heaven. Uh, my senior year, Coach Gates, Coach Dennis Gates was an assistant under Leonard Hamilton down here at Florida State. And uh, he came up, got the head coach at head coaching position at Cleveland State my senior year. And of course I was the head manager for him, gained his trust. Uh, they have they have some tremendous guys on staff at Cleveland State. Ryan Sharbaugh, Chase Goldstein, uh, Coach Dickie Nutt, um, and they were all FSU guys. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I worked very hard for them and, you know, they kind of pulled me aside and said, hey, I think a graduate position, graduate assistant position down at Florida State is very, you know, it's very possible for you in your future. Um, just as long as, you know, you know, I want to get into coaching and that'd be the next step for me. Um, and so they kind of set that up for me. Um, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. You know, I never really pictured myself as a graduate assistant. Right. I uh, just seemed, you know, impossible just because, you know, I came from Nebraska and I didn't really know a whole lot about it. Um, but they were able to, you know, they all, they all called down to Florida State, you know, talked to Coach Hamlin about me. Um, so I'm very grateful because, you know, without those guys coming down or coming up to Cleveland State, you know, I wouldn't be here at all. Um, so they, they definitely looked out for me. Those guys, they're definitely my mentors. You know, mm -hmm. they, they got me here. And so the rest is history. That's an awesome story. I, uh, I mean, I've been following along, obviously, from the beginning, but it's just like I've been, I was just talking to my friend Michael um, from high school today, actually, and he was telling me a little bit about what he's been doing in his career. He's finally getting like a takeoff. He works for Universal Studios at their mm -hmm. like amusement park, and he's been designing okay. things for different sections of the park. Um, most recently, the, Velo the Velocicoaster from Jurassic World. <laughs> the Velocicoaster. I want to go on it so bad. He says it's better than any Cedar Point ride. So, really? it's like, yeah. So I want to go try it. But anyways, I mean, in high school, he would always talk about just how he wanted to go work for Disney or work for Universal. He wanted to, to design roller coasters. And it's like he manifested it and he is now living the dream. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's like you've been manifesting whether you're playing or coaching. And then it's really nice to see that you're following your dreams right now. I'm trying to. I appreciate it. I mean, I came, you know, I played a little bit of basketball in high school, um, never ended up playing for my school. And so it was kind of weird. You know, I obviously, you know, I thought it would have been cool to play in college and then I was just a manager. And, yeah, you know, I, I can't see myself not working in sports. So but I never would have thought that I'd be in this position where, you know, I'm working for Hall of Fame coach, Coach Hamilton. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we had a top top five recruiting class coming next year so I mean this is this is a fantastic position for me I'm incredibly blessed what do you think your realistic um way too early predictions are for Florida State oh geez going into next season that was a great question um national championship come on now come on now we're gonna we're gonna win that thing I mean uh, listen I I really thought you guys had a chance this year I really thought this was the year we, I mean, we were so incredibly talented. Yeah, all year. We, I mean, we could, like, we, the way Florida State plays basketball, for those of you listening that don't know, um, we play, we play 10, 11 guys every single night compared to maybe seven, eight of any other team. So we just send waves of very, our, you know, we recruit long players who can play defense, who can run the floor. Um, and so we're going to just kind of, try and tire you out and just take the game from you, low-key kind of bully you. Um, and so we were definitely, definitely one of the more talented teams in the field. Um, but, you know, we just had too many turnovers. Uh, you know, I guess, you know, we just weren't we, – we got away from kind of our style of basketball that we've been playing all year long. Um, so, unfortunately, you know, we lost in the Sweet 16 to Michigan. Um, Chats off to Michigan, you know, they went on and they have some great players, but yeah, I really thought we could make a run and we could compete with any team, but you know, we just didn't show up that day. So kind of a letdown, but you know, that's basketball. Correct me if I'm wrong, but 
wasn't there a stat during the last game about turnovers? Was it like, did they have a like most turnovers? I, I feel like for some reason I'm like drawing my memory to a most turnovers like stat. No, um, more painfully that was the ACC championship. That's right. That's right. We uh, we had I think twenty eight turnovers, twenty seven, twenty eight, I believe. And, Everyone sat there and watched every single one happen and just broke my heart a little bit more each time. So, yeah, fortunately, fortunately didn't get a ring this year. Um, couldn't close out the regular season or the ACC championship, but next year, you know, def- definitely have high hopes for next year. No question. No question. That's awesome. Um, my next and last question about your Florida State journey might be another realistic way too early prediction, but let's talk NFL. Or I'm sorry, NBA draft. How many of your guys do you think are going? Right now we have season. We have. <clears throat> I'm looking up at my poster right now. Uh, one, two, three, four. We have five guys from this year's team declare for the draft, which That's is awesome. Which is insane. Um, <clears throat> Scotty, Scotty will be a lottery pick. Scotty is just, he's an unreal athlete, you know, brings a fantastic energy. You know, he was sixth man of the year and, um, uh, freshman of the year in the ACC. So that's never happened before. That was incredible. Um, but you know, we got, uh, the other four were MJ Walker, uh, Raekwon Gray, Balsha Kobervitsa and Sadar Calhoun. Um, and I mean, those guys are, they're all very talented players. You know, they could definitely, especially with the combine coming up, mm-hmm. you know, any one of them could, you know, sneak up the list. Um, but, you know, I've seen on mock drafts, I've seen Raekwon Gray's name. He's a very good player. MJ Walker, fantastic score for us all year. Um, so I wish, I wish I could give you, you know, first round, second round, but. <laughs> My hope is they all go lottery or first round, but, you know, it's unrealistic. But those are my guys for sure. That's sweet. I'm just always curious because it's going to be sweet for your resume, just like getting to build that you got to help these guys at least in some way get their, you know, way to the draft and to their professional careers. And, I mean, who knows, one day that could lead somewhere with just being a connection to them and could lead you in a professional doorway. So absolutely, all those guys are all those guys, you know, I have a great relationship with um, They're, I mean, at Florida State, you know, no dude is a bad dude. You know, they're all very high character people. Um, And so, I mean, the draft doesn't work out for them. They're all going to be just fine. You know, they're all people, 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 person, people, personal people, (laughs) personality people, something like that. but, I mean, I just have such an immense respect for all of them. So, I'm excited. Definitely definitely excited to sit down on draft night and hear those names called. But, yeah, we'll see who it is and where they go. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned before, I'm really excited to have you on the show. So, I'm going to dive into one of my segments. I'm going to ask you real quick, what you sipping on? What have you been listening to and what have you been binging lately? Listening to music-wise? Yep. That's a stupid question. Of course, it's music. <laughs> well, it could be podcasts. Um. Well, okay. I mean, I'm obviously like the whole rest of the entire world is. I'm very excited for J Cole's album on 14 to come out. Is that so? You know, I haven't. I haven't been keeping up actually. For that. Oh, ooh, awkward. Your own <laughs> podcast exposed. <laughs> um. No, so uh, Jerry Cole's releasing an album on the 14th. Excited for that, but I guess I haven't been listening to that because it's not out yet. Um, my favorite song right now is Through the Storm by Polo G. Yeah. And that, that's a unique song because every lyric is an NBA player quote. What? If you listen to that, let me see. Let me see if I can pull up the lyrics really quick. This is, I mean, it is, it's artistically fantastic through the storm lyrics this is not the right guy polo g 
So he says, <clears throat> he says, one of the players showed me this song and he said, um, he said, um, he, as, as we were listening to the song, he was saying what each player said. I know in the beginning it's uh, Paul George, Damian Lillard, um, a couple other guys, I, I forget, but it's, it's no, my grandma's still with me. When it get cold, I feel your spirit. Someone said that. Um, walk on, walk in court in them shackles. See my mama, her eyes tearing. Trying to work towards these blessings, but the devil keep interfering. These, so these are he took all of these quotes from NBA players and kind of worked them into the song. I just think that's so cool. And huh. the intro, the intro is uh, his I think his little sister, and just talking about you know. She says, hey, big brother, it's me, Leah. Remember the old house when I said you was going to be a big star one day? I'm so proud of you. Um, and it's just, it's a cool song. I would say give it a listen. All you listeners out there, go ahead and give that a listen. Yeah, I'm going to check it out too because I've not listened to that one yet. I've, I've actually never really gotten into Polo G, so that might be the gateway song. There you go. Um, um, have you listened to uh, 42 Doug at all? 42 dog no i have not he has a song with roddy rich called for the gang and i've been messing with that a little bit um it starts off with the scorpions song from the 80s mm -hmm. and then it like transitions into this just it, it almost sounds like it should be a city girls song mm -hmm. but then i mean it's obviously 42 dog but you gotta listen it's it's incredible um it, got, it gets me hyped for the gym um other than him, I've been listening to Mod Sun and MGK and um, just trying to get excited for – I'm already excited, but trying to get more excited for MGK's concert in December. Okay. Yeah, he's going on tour, and he's coming to Cleveland. So – Is uh, – asking for a friend. Is Megan Fox going to be there? Your friend should know that she's been everywhere I've seen him lately, so – I think she follows him everywhere he goes. That is just, I mean, if they break up, I'm done believing in love because they are just imagining heaven. I said that yeah. earlier in the show, but. Did um heaven. did you see when I went to the 27 Club that he was there and with her? I was like standing right in front of them. Mm. I'll have to send you the video, but we were standing in line to go in and we didn't know what was going on that day. And it ended up being the grand opening. Like, they had the grand opening uh, a month after they opened. <laughs> so, he opens the shop, like, low-key. And then, mm -hmm. like, a month later, he drops his new album. The day mm -hmm. or two later, he comes back to Cleveland and has the grand opening for the shop, playing his new music. Right. And we're, we're waiting in line for hours. And we're like, you know, if it's any more longer, we're going to leave. Well, then the doors open. Here comes him and Megan Fox getting, like, down the stairs and they walk right in front of us and they go into a big SUV. And I'm just like, that's, a movie, that's a movie star right there. Like that's incredible. Yeah. Um, it was definitely like my, I was like, my heart was pumping. Cause like I've, I've seen MGK before, but seeing Megan Fox, like that was my first movie star. Like that was, yeah. that was intense. Cause that's I mean, cool. she was always the crush growing up, you know, transformers and just, yeah. Oh, love Megan Fox yeah, but yeah. um moving on we're going to jump into a quick ad break and when we come back we've got the three big gulps welcome back refillers um yeah so I may have cut Nick off a little early um we're gonna <laughs> he wants to finish up his uh what he's been sipping on so Nick what have you been sipping on you know, don't I just felt a little disrespected because I was sipping my drink and you cut me off before I was able to finish. <laughs> I, you know, I tipped I, your I tipped your glass I, up and made you spill <laughs> on your shirt. Thanks. Like, well, I finished your drink. We're going to the next bar. <laughs> um, but it's okay. We're back now. Uh, we're back, refillers. I kind of yes. like that. By the way, that's tough. Refill nation. Uh, hey. <laughs> <you think that's laughs> um. But yeah, Dylan. Thanks for asking. Um. Absolutely. I want to, to share that one because there are there are three that I've just been really excited about shows that I've been binge, binging. So I just finished um, All American. I don't know if you watched that. Mm -hmm. Have you have you seen that at all? 
a little bit, yeah. I've not like watched every episode, but yeah. So season two was finished, and then they made season three, and they've been releasing it episode by episode this spring. Um, so I'm keeping mm-hmm. up with that. That I'm really excited about. Um, the other one is uh, I just started Peaky Blinders. I don't know if you've ever heard about that show. Heard um, it. Where are you watching it? On Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, I just started episode one. My friend from Cleveland, Delon, you know Delon. Um, shout out Delon King. That's my guy. Um, he had been suggesting it to me for years, literally years. Um, and you know, I was just always like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm going to chill and just watch the office over and over again. Like that's, that was always my vibe, but now it's gone. Me so, too. That's lame. That's a whole different conversation. Um, yeah. But so finally, you know, I, I'd seen a bunch of clips on TikTok and I was very intrigued. It's, it's about a crime boss in England in the early 1900s following World War One, And it is just really cool. And I don't know. So if you're in that kind of stuff, I, I'm in, I'm on episode at one. So I can't like really say if it's worth watching it or not. Delon swears by it. Um, so I, I've been watching that. And then... Last Chance You, the basketball show that they just made. Everyone knows about the football one, but they yep. made a basketball show for those of you who don't know. And I mean, come on. It just it doesn't get any better than that. It's about a Juco basketball team in uh in Los Angeles. It's called East Los Angeles College. Um These are all true stories, right? Say it again. These are all true stories, right? The last right. chance you yeah. Last chance you, yeah. So they, they follow a basketball team the entire the entire season. Um, and this one follows the story of uh, Coach John Mosley. And, I mean, they're just – personally, I mean, obviously I get excited about it as someone, you know, who's trying to find a career in, you know, college basketball. And it's kind of cool because, you know, I learned a lot through, you know, how he develops relationships with the players and, you know, his different coaching techniques and – you know, there there's a game where they struggle, um, and Coach Mosley plans a retreat out to the woods, and you know they become a lot closer as a team. And then the next couple games, they just they blow their opponents out. So I mean, it's a great show. I love it. The players are are really funny, and you know they're trying to get national exposure. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's kind of cool to see because this the it it just aired recently on Netflix, but it's like from two seasons ago, I think. Um, and so some of the players now I see on Twitter where they're at. Um, and there's one who I think is going to Penn State or maybe I think a Big Ten school. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. Uh, but I just think that's so cool. And I'm just – I'm obsessed with it. So that's my little fan out session. I don't know what your thoughts are. I've honestly been told so many times to watch that just, I mean, with how much I love sports as well. And I, I have this mental illness where I can only watch the office before bed. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real thing. Like it's a real thing. Not a joke, Jim. Millions of families (laughs) suffer every year. (laughs) (laughs) I, I cannot fall asleep to anything but the office. Like if I put anything else on, I'm engrossed because I'm like, oh, I haven't watched this in a while. But because I've seen The Office so many times, I can just fall asleep to it comfortably because I'm not worried about what's going to happen next. Like, I think, oh, yeah, I turned it off. I was going to say, it was playing in the other room, but I turned it off um, before we started this. Uh, I just I just play it, like, mind-numbingly. It just, it's like background noise. Um, more than anything. Yeah, did you get Peacock? No, I didn't, but I'm like, I've been considering it strongly. So I got Peacock only because of The Office, but then when I realized what they all had to offer, they have Parks and Rec, which I love. They've got George Lopez, which I, I used to watch George Lopez every single night, whether it was at 3 a.m. or when it used to be at 10 p.m. Um, yeah, I, I just I had to get it, but mainly for The Office. I mean, it was a, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. But they've got, they've got a show on there called the office zen and i'm not even kidding you it's like hours long footage of just background noise like pam typing or like somebody filling up at the water cooler or the printer printing like 
Wait, what? Yes. It's oh a real God. thing. From the show, the, the Office? Yeah. What the heck? Yes, they have a channel. Because it's like TV. They have a channel called Office Zen. You click on it, and it starts like playing like printers printing or like somebody filling up with the water cooler or like someone at their desk typing. Like it's a legit, like it's just background noise. Like it's what we watch the office for when we go to bed, but they made it into a show. That's incredible. I, I've never heard about that ever. Try to YouTube it. You'll have to try to YouTube it because it's, it's awesome. Like I've done it once because I just wanted to see what it felt like. It wasn't the same because I, I wanted to hear Dwight and Jim just go back and forth and right. Mike, Michael at least once say that's what she said. But the office and it was really cool. Huh. So that's going to push me right into our three big gulps. My first question actually was, what is your favorite episode of the office? Oh. <laughs> so it's funny you brought that show up. So that, that just works well. Um, my favorite episode of The Office. You're asking an impossible question, my friend. I've I've seen the or The Office all the way through at least nine times when it was on Netflix. Yeah. I so I just want I want everyone to know out there like I am diehard like I love it almost as much as Dilly. <gasps> um. You mean it? I mean that with my entire heart. <laughs> Um, how long, how long do I have to sit in silence and think about it? I mean, I'll give you a minute because I can rattle off some of my favorites. I can't even just pick one. I mean, that's just a given. Um, oh, that, you know, what's funny is I was like actually prepared for this. And then now that I'm thinking about it, it's so hard to pick just one. It really is. Well, if I'm going to um, pick at least one, one of my favorites of all time is when um, they go to Tallahassee. Shout out Florida State. <laughs> yes, sir. That Okay, so that actually might be my favorite episode because that was when um, we had Florida Stanley <laughs> and we yep. had the crazy girl who was trying to hook up with Jim and they yep. called Dwight for the bedbugs. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but the best part that I, I laugh at like cryingly every time is when Jim pranks Dwight with the body falling out of the closet. Yeah, <laughs> it was Dwight. Yes, yes. <laughs> and 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 um, Aaron Aaron gets all scared of Dwight, and she like <laughs> she starts to, like freak out. And he's like, "No, it wasn't me." Oh, that's funny stuff. Yes, that's funny stuff. Oh, my second favorite. I always like the ones where they go places, like the convention when Michael is like talking to the big like um the mascot and he's like partying yeah. iron tonight. <laughs> and then he's sitting right, there right, right. <laughs> He's like right off the elevator, you can't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dang, uh, I mean I can find an episode from oh all right, honorable mention is the wedding. Jim and Pam's wedding when you got Kevin and my dog's barking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Me next shoes were a big hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm trying to I mean I can think of my favorite I'll say my favorite opening is when um Dwight fakes the fire that's the best that's the best opening no question that's Those, no, no 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 okay 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 that's my favorite episode when when yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no doubt so it's that's a two-parter too but um the first the first episode when um uh, or also pretzel day that one's a funny one but okay no so the first one um the first episode of that series where the opener and Dwight fakes the fire, and everyone's freaking out. And Michael says, "Everyone for themselves." And then he like throws something out the window, and he's screaming for help. And then Stanley, Stanley's a heart attack. And then the best scene is when they have the lady come in, and the whole 
<laughs> and they're all singing "Staying Alive," <laughs> and then Dwight cuts the face off the dummy. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> "Clarice." <Yeah. laughs> oh, I just love Angela's cats. They come out of nowhere and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! And then Dwight like throws like fireworks and he's like, the fire is shooting at us. Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. I, I've been meaning to have just an office episode because I can just sit and reminisce office all day long, every day long. Um, have you listened to Brian Baumgartner's podcast? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big podcast guy besides yours, of course, Dilly. Appreciate that. Um, but um so he's got a show it's called the office deep dive and every week he just has another cast member on and they just talk about like behind the scenes what it was like filming and like getting to know each other and just kind of like their success since the show and it's been really cool i've been following along since he started it um i learned a lot though like a lot that i thought i knew and then like greg daniels comes on and talks about how Michael Scott was almost better call Saul. Um, I've talked about that on a past episode, but just little things like that. It's like, wow, like this show could have been a whole lot different. Right. I think one change and this show wouldn't be what it is today. I mean, that's an obvious answer, but I mean, it was just like every puzzle piece was put together perfectly for this show. Right. Right. I mean, there are just so many characters that, I mean, just just add to even just the plot i mean you have like toby like the show like without that like michael toby interaction it wouldn't be the same you know i think one of the yeah oscar's plot with angela is incredible yeah yeah i think one of the best plots though is just creed creed in general 100 percent I think at the end, seeing Creed get arrested, like <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Yeah." And then I think, sorry, I, I was just gonna say, I think the two most underrated characters are Creed and also Daryl. I don't think Daryl gets enough love for the job that he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just, I mean, who doesn't love Daryl? Come on now, Daryl's great. I would have put Phyllis in there as an honorable mention because, like, she was low-key a bad bitch when it came to, like, once she finally found out about Dwight and Angela. And then just, like, her and Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration, he, they just, like, they're a power couple in the show. They are. Uh, they are. But I love when Phyllis gets her uh, back all out of whack when they're dancing at Club, uh, what was it called? Club Disco? Disco, yep. And then Dwight's got, like, her out of the table and... <laughs> He's like talking to her like she's an animal, like, whoa, 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 girl. He's feeding her carrots. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, one of my favorite Creed moments was when uh, Creed becomes manager and he throws his keys to the <laughs> invisible valley. Yeah. Keep it running, boys. Yeah, he, like, he comes out, he's like, well, third day as manager, the sun is out, things are great, just pulls up. Those his keys. It's great. It's a great scene. Yeah. So Nick, my second big gulp for you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna paint a picture for you. Okay. You are where you have aimed to be in your life. You are an NBA coach. Ooh. Okay. Here's my question for you. Before mm-hmm. your game, big game, like I'm talking NBA Finals Game 1, because, like, that's the most important game. You got to set the tone right. Absolutely. What basketball film do you reflect on to get motivation, inspiration? And it could, it could not even be a basketball movie. Like, what's your go-to sports movie when it comes to just passion, inspiration, drive? What do you reflect on? That's a good question. I always go back to, um, I mean, just in my days of sports, like I would always go back to Invincible with um, Mark Wahlberg. That was kind of like one of my, huh? 
Never seen that one actually. Really, that's a that's a really good one. Um, it's a story about Vince Papali, who was just a Philadelphia native. The Eagles were in a horrible bind, and they had open tryouts, and he tried out for the team alongside of like I think thousands of other people, and he was the only one they brought on as a walk on, and mm-hmm. ended up having like a a decent career, being a special teams player and. Um, I can't remember if he won a Super Bowl with them, but I know that within a few years, they ended up winning a Super Bowl. But just like the underdog, he didn't think he could do it. He walked on, ended up having an NFL career out of it. So, like, I just always think to myself, like, you can be the underdog and be the best of your crowd. I don't know. So, I like that one a lot. I'm definitely going to have to give that one a watch. Um, I think, and disclaimer, so I'm definitely going to be a college head coach. So this is definitely getting ready for the national championship game. Fine. So this is a one game, takes all, one chance, see there's wanted, one moment, <laughs> capture it. Um, Mom's spaghetti. I think, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think for me, basketball movie would be Coach Carter just because it's a great film. But the one thing I would reflect on definitely is the movie Miracle. Oh, familiar? Yes. The, the speech that Herb Brooks gives in the locker room before the game. The I mean, nine times out of ten they might win this game, but not this one. Not tonight, he says. Goosebumps every time. You know, he says great moments come from moments that are, or great opportunity or something like that. And, I mean, you can't beat it. Chills every time, hyped up every time. That's, that's, that's my answer for you. I would, I, would say, I would say Miracle, the Herb Brooks speech at the end. That's a great film. That's, that's one of those films that's so timeless. Kurt Russell did a great job in that movie. And also, yeah, I agree. I had a uh, honorable mention because uh, Vince Papali is kind of like a character movie for me. Like, it builds character. But if we're talking, like, if I'm going to get my team amped, if I'm a coach, have you ever seen Moneyball with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill? Of course. Of course. Beautiful movie. One of my favorite sports films of all time. You remember the scene when they lost and Jason Giambi is – or Jeremy Giambi is in the locker room dancing on top of the table and Billy Bean comes in and he throws the bats across the room and he's like – his finger's up in the air and he waits until it's dead silent. And he's like, that's what losing sounds like because they just lost an air party in the locker room. He's like, yeah. that's what losing sounds like. I don't know what it is about that, but that was so powerful that like yeah. – that would put a chip on my shoulder as a player if, like, my coach is just, like, ripping me a new one because none of us give a shit. Yeah. And then they go on to win 21 games, like, straight. So, I mean, yeah, the Cleveland Indians ended up uh, ruining that parade. Yeah. <laughs> 2017. Um, but, I mean, it's just powerful things like that. Like, I, I wish I would have uh, gotten to see what that was like in real life or in real time if it was just as accurate or if they dramatized that a little bit. But Yeah. Powerful. Um, have you ever seen Have you ever seen Southpaw? Yeah, of course. I, I would say maybe not a specific moment, but the entire movie of Southpaw mm-hmm. just is incredible. Just the adversity he overcomes, and you know, loses. You know, that's is that John Hall? Yeah, 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 yeah. My boy Jakey. Um, I mean, through you know. I don't want to spoil it for the fans at home listening, but, you know, he just comes goes through so much with, you know, his family life and losing everything. And then, I mean, to come back and his manager and his trainer sign the, the number one, you know, boxer in the world. And then he sets, like, he gets to fight with him. And, I mean, that is just, that movie gets me every time, every time. Are you so, excited for Space Jam too? Oh my goodness! Very excited. Are you? A lot of people aren't. I'm excited. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah. I get a lot of people who are just not looking forward to it because sequels are never great. Yeah, I think 
I'm excited just to kind of see like LeBron and just him acting. I mean, I'm not, I don't have crazy high standards for it, but I just think it'll be entertaining. You know, yeah, I wish I'm they excited would for the supporting cast. Yeah. Yeah. See Dame and AD. That's going to be cool. Clay Thompson, like just people that I wouldn't like expect to be in a movie. Yeah. Diana Taurasi. Right. Be very cool to have in there. Um, but yeah. The only thing I had that I didn't like was, uh, I guess like, I guess MJ, his family wasn't actually in the movie, but like I would have thought for sure we would have had like Bronny or um, yeah. Bryce. Like it was just weird seeing him talk about his son Dom. Like, like huh? Yeah. Just because yeah. we know LeBron so well, like it was just weird. But I'm yeah. still gonna go. I'm gonna watch it in theaters night one. Like I'm excited for it. I'm gonna have a full breakdown video, like, or podcast, just talking about it. I can't wait. Um, I hope they have some nod to MJ. If if not, MJ be in it, like, have a cameo. I think that'd be sweet. Cause you got to imagine, like, the tune or the you know the Looney Tunes. If it's like the same like cinematic universe, you got to imagine they're like, oh, you're like that one guy, MJ. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be so cool. My Bugs Bunny voice is kind of my Andrew voice from the DC. <laughs> oh, what's up, Doc? <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Uh, Nick, my last big gulp for you is now that you're living in Florida, you're soaking up the sun. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite beach? Have you explored it all? Oh, you might have to change that question. I have not been to a beach since I've been down here. You live in Florida. Yeah, we um we this whole season we've been kind of in this bubble because of COVID, uh, um, but we've not been able to leave really at all. Um, we've just been kind of confined to our apartment or the gym. So if you want to change that, question, I, I mean, I have I had an honorable mention, so I will swap that one. But I can't believe you've not been able to go to one beach. Sorry, sorry, people at home. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, this is a really great question to end the show on. What is your favorite memory from our basketball days? Stop. That's going to bring me back. Um, I would have to say either clowning with you at the Wolstein and starting at a half-court shot and making our way back <laughs> With our, you know, our saying that we say. Uh, <laughs> our, our saying, yep. I'm not suitable for work. Um, <laughs> either either that was fun um, or also I would say winning the intramural championship was great. I was going to say Dylan's Big Ballers, that was a memorable moment. All yep. of us, Nick Love, Adam, Dane. Yep. Riley, you know, Gabby, we had the random people we picked up off the streets to yep. play with us. <laughs> Trent yep. Myers, we had Flo, I think, for a game. Yep. Oh, yeah. We were a or, rock star crew. Or um, Noah, we had Noah, too. Forgot about Noah. Noah, Noah showed up. Wait, what team was Noah? Noah was on the one later, wasn't he? The next the second year? year with Franz? Year. That's right, yeah. Yeah, the second year we went crazy. Damn, I've... I forgot about all this. We lost about one. Wait, do you remember when we lost because of that technical foul and the guy wasn't wearing a jersey, but they called a foul on you first? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so the game was rigged. He got to shoot the free throws. Yeah, bro. Where's his jersey at? (laughs) That was, oh, my God, bro. I forgot about that. I did too. Dang. I wish you wouldn't have brought that up. Now my night's ruined. No, but you remember some? we had some, like, triumphant comebacks in that season. We did. We did. There, I there was some games where we thought we were going to lose to, like, that one team. I remember when we played, we played Shelby's team, and there was this one kid who was just – him and I were going back and forth all game yep. giant with each other. And then I, I I think I hit a buzz I think I hit the buzzer beater in his face. Was that game one? That was the first game, and you got the buzzer beater. So the first one. The first and, game. And oh my god, like I just I let him hear it, bro. Like I remember, like 
that was so fun because we were he was just like he was like the only one who could really like play on their team like yeah like they're all yeah. fundamental you know boring lame yeah uh, but he like thought he could like come at us <laughs> and he was sorry as hell yeah and and it didn't really work out for him at the end that was that's what i lived for getting in getting you know getting into it with you know another opponent and then kind of letting them know what it is what time it is i always love the uh, physical matchup with turk the what the physical matchup with turk yeah just anytime you play turk it's like turk gets 40 boards 20 points like it was in, it was insane playing against him. His team was always pretty good too, but like when he was on the court, it was all him. Yeah. But we had some surprising shooters across the league that year. That was like people you wouldn't expect. That was fun. I, I loved intramural basketball. I think our best memories came from late night sessions at the Wolstein, though. Staying at the Wolstein until three a.m., four a.m., and like going to class the next day. That was yeah. That was a dream in heaven. Yeah. Um, remember when Dev threw the ball at my head? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about Dev. Yeah, Dev and two scoops. Two scoops. Trent Moody. Yeah. That whole oh, squad. We just tried yeah. to get as many people as we could. Yeah, we did. We just needed bodies. Yeah, Maddie's boys was uh was one for the books. Maddie's boys, lol. And Nick Love, Nick, Nick Love, Love has a frap. <laughs> Dave Love is, Nick Love is a shooter. I want the whole world to know. Shout out Nick Love. I hope he listens to this. If not, I'm going to shoot him a link. You know what's funny is uh, Shelby and I were driving like a month ago, and her friend Alex called her. And she was like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just hanging out with some friends. And she's like, oh, who? And she's like, or the guy goes, so-and-so, so-and-so, and Nick Love. And I'm like, Nick Love from Lake Catholic, Nick Love? And he goes, wait, you know Nick Love? And he goes, Nick Love, do you know Dylan? And he goes, oh, Dylan? <laughs> so then he puts, he puts Nick Love on the phone. I'm like, Nick Love! <laughs> so naturally, I had a boner. I was excited to hear Nick Love's voice. Did you know? Did you know he was my little Nick Love? <laughs> So that was that was incredible because uh, Shelby's from Menor. Her friend Alex was from Menor. But, like, Lake Catholic, as you know, was right around there. So they were all friends. Right. So it was just funny. I was like, wait a minute. There's only one Nick Love that I know. <laughs> There's only one Nick Love in the entire world, and it is the one that we know and love. Just like the one and only Dave Ramone, who is a defensive oh. specialist. Who is a – apparently a pretty good bowler now he got a 300 i saw that i saw that he's tough yeah shout out dave ramon he's killing it on the uh the old bowling lanes shout out dave ramon and shout out um william donzella for having a competing podcast say oh. less if you guys haven't listened to it um some pretty biased takes on there. <laughs> Derek Rose is not better than LeBron James. We will put it out. <laughs> you heard it here first, everybody. If you want some straight-up Chicago-biased podcast, <laughs> Stay Less Podcast is your podcast. But if you want some unbiased podcast, refill and chill. <laughs> some very truth-telling, wisdom-spitting, grill and chill. What is it called? Refill and chill. Refill and chill. <laughs> Grill and chill is freaking Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah, my fault. Refill and chill for our refillers and also our chillers. Um, but if you're feeling hungry, definitely go get that, uh, that Dairy Queen Grill and chill. Yeah, we'll take that sponsorship. Absolutely. Shout out Dairy Queen. Shout out everybody who's listening today. Nick, I wanted to thank you for coming on tonight. It was pretty late. I know you had meetings, but I was uh, really appreciative that you could join me. Um, cannot wait to see you again. I hope it's sooner rather than later, whether it's me going down to Tallahassee or you coming up and uh, staying with me in Cleveland. I miss you. I love you. Thank you for being on Refill and Chill tonight. Dilly. Thank you so much. I, I wish I'm welcome back. I Hopefully we can talk about some NBA sometime. Um, miss you. Haven't, I mean, haven't talked to you in a while, but. Uh, no, this is beautiful. Later.
This will I'll come good. up. I'll come visit Cleveland. The return. Everyone, everyone put it in their calendars. Uh, Nick Ward is coming back to Cleveland. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, baby. 23. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. This was this was a great experience. Uh, you know, this is just, I mean, for my, for my career, you know, this just gives me great exposure. Uh, so I just want to thank you uh, each and every day because, you know, I'm, I'm going to feel, you know, kind of like a big, big man on campus after this, you know. Yeah. This is a lifetime opportunity. Nick, where can Refill Nation find you on your social media? Yeah, go ahead and add me uh, at Nick Corda 21 underscore 21 on Twitter, uh, N-I-C-K-O-R-T-A underscore 21, uh, or on Instagram. You know, you're going to find great content, Nick.Corta, N-I-C-K dot K-O-R-T-U-H, baby boy. So uh, come mess with me there, and uh, I look forward to seeing some of you chillers, you uh, refillers. Refiller chillers. Refillers, chillers, refill nation. I mean, we're all one people, one love. Um, ETF nation. ETF nation. That's where you can find me on all my social platforms. Uh, thank you for everybody who's listening today. And thank you to any new listeners that Nick Corta brings to my podcast. Um, if you like what you're hearing so far, head over to iTunes, leave a review, follow us on Spotify, Google Podcast, iTunes, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. And until next time, Refill Nation. I just want to say uh, shout out to my mom and uh, each and every day. Love you, mom. Thanks. Shout out to his mom, too. I love his mom and my mom. (laughs) My mom's the best. (laughs) Shout out to all the Quarter Clan out there in uh, Nebraska. We love Noel. We love Andrew. We love Bree. We love everybody. We love TK. TK, Papa Coco. Bree, if you're listening, go to bed. Um, It's getting pretty late. (laughs) Um, As this Andrew's comes out at five in the morning, Andrew's actually going to uh, Kansas next year. I, did we talk about this? No, we, we talked just, about off the air. So, quick shout out. Yeah. Quick shout out. Andrew's going to Kansas next year. Uh, hopefully, he'll be a manager there. So he's kind of following in my footsteps. So maybe he could be a, a guest speaker somewhere on down the road when this is you know reaches a billion subscribers. When um, you've gone, when you've gone big, and I've gone big, and I'm just. Bringing a voice for the, the little are, guy who now becomes a big guy. Big. Both yeah. of us are big. We are very big. We are both big boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go ahead and do your uh, thing. Sorry, yeah, I so I mean, as I was saying uh, before, I was rudely interrupted on my own show. Uh, I mean, I, I got to give it to you, though, because I forgot to let you speak on your TV show binging. So I guess I, I deserve that. But till next time, next week we will be having a very special guest, Antonio Solito, coming from the street of Cleveland. Um, Cannot wait. You guys have a great one. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Chill out. Dick Watt.